This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. Some of you have done that. We wanted to give you a shout out. Thank you so much to Tasha M, Matthew J, Brian B, Stuart L, Ines B, and Rebecca R. Thank you for your support. Really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. All right, we are going to do a quick run through of so many different things because there's a bunch of stories yeah, we wanted to talk about this week. It was a bonkers week. It was a bonkers I, week. I say that every week. Every week is the craziest week of everyone's life. Yeah. Remember when we said, like, oh, 2016 was ridiculous. 2017 <laughs> will at least be it's calmer. It's actually the one year anniversary of us recording our like 2016 shit show oh, um, yeah. thing. And God, were we naive. Yeah, 2016 was, just, was a great year. Well, it was relative a year of a lot of people <laughs> dying, which oh, I yeah. would say isn't super great, but... F- but it only got worse. <laughs> and, Welcome and, to hell, everybody. In hindsight, what were we expecting in 2017? Yeah. Oh, there was I no indication ex- it was going to be better. <laughs> yeah. uh, yay, <sighs> 2018. It's going to be more hell until maybe November. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, Let me start off by talking about the big Supreme Court case that took place this week with that uh, baker, the Christian baker, Mm -hmm. who, just to give you the short recap of that story, two gay guys in Colorado walked into Masterpiece Cake Shop, and the owner of that cake basically found out they were a gay couple who Mm -hmm. wanted to celebrate their marriage, and he's like, nope, not going to give you everything that I give to all the other customers, and the and, question is, is he allowed he to do he that? he would have made them a birthday cake? Sure, because I don't want to like participate in your wedding. Or at least that's the... I don't know what yeah. he said, but that's the gist of it. Yeah. Here's the thing. They weren't even getting married. They were already married. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't they know just that wanted part. to celebrate. They wanted to have a party to celebrate the wedding that already happened. So they couldn't even get a celebration cake that said, like, congratulations, you two. This guy said no to them right off the bat. Cool. Super chill. And from all the accounts of people who are actually there watching the case unfold this week... Mm-hmm. It sounded like Justice Kennedy, usually the swing vote in these types of cases, was leaning toward the baker, mm-hmm. saying that, yep, he could. Uh, and you don't know if he's playing devil's advocate or if he was actually yeah. leaning in that direction. Yeah. But it sounded like he was saying, yeah, the guy should have the religious right to say, I don't want to endorse whatever you want to take that to mean. Mm-hmm. Your thing that goes against my religious beliefs but again, this is a public place. This is the same sort of cake he was offering everybody else. Right. They just wanted to pay him money for the cake he makes everybody. They didn't want him to come there and like serve the cake to people at the wedding. He wasn't mm-hmm. a part of it. So, But his side of it is that he has the right to refuse service to anybody for any reason. For his religious beliefs, because how dare you make me do something that violates my religion. Right. Which... And I'm not trying to like, I'm just trying to see mm-hmm. all sides of it. You know, if you're in a bar or something like that, they, there's always something like we have the right to refuse service to anybody for any reason. So, but like, is as that long what as they, no, because at least at the bar, they're applying it universally. Because you know, if you're if you're being belligerent or something, gotcha. it doesn't matter what religion you that, are. I guess what, what I'm asking is that what he's trying to hang his case on? I don't even think so. I think he's oh, trying okay. to. Obviously, we're not lawyers. He's just saying this is my you. religious belief, okay. and this the government protects my right to a religious belief uh-huh. to that I can practice it as I choose. The if, other side if that is saying involves discrimination. The so other be side it. is saying, well, there's also laws against discrimination, and Colorado has laws against discrimination right. on the basis of sexual orientation. So, which of these competing values should win out? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it could and you don't know we don't necessarily know what the extent of the ruling would be even if the baker wins right. does it apply only to him to the colorado like in this type of situation mm-hmm. or does it say any owner of any business can discriminate against anybody they want mm-hmm. on the basis of their sincere religious beliefs right and who knows how far it could go and that's kind of the scary thing we could be opening the door to a ton of faith-based discrimination or it could just be even if the baker wins it might just be a very limited case that all right he won this round but discrimination is still not okay in the long run that's what's frustrating about this that it opens the door even a bit Uh to saying if my religion says i don't like you i mean for whatever reason right then you should be able to, like, that should be able to play out, even in the cases of business owners who are doing something that is for everybody. So do you know, so in Colorado specifically, LGBTQ people are a God, protected class. I hope I'm class. right when I say that, but yeah, but, I think but, they are a protected for, class. For the sake of conversation. Yes. So what they're, what he's doing is no different than saying, like, I'm not going to sell a cake to a woman because I think she needs her husband's permission Something for like that. whatever. So, God, I can't imagine how, not to, like, do a slippery slope thing, but, like, where does it end? Yeah, where it ends is, like... Can you not sell a cake to a Muslim person because... Or can you not sell a cake, like, specifically for, uh, like, a bar mitzvah? I don't know if there's bar mitzvah cakes. Maybe. But, like, would that fall under it? Like, I don't know. Well, I guess the problem with those examples Uh is that, at least if you say, I don't make... Uh, these types of cakes for these situations you're just putting that out there and saying i don't do that in this guy's case in particular he does make wedding cakes just not for gay couples just and by the way they didn't say we want you to inscribe it like congratulations to bob and dave on your wedding Uh no 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 they just wanted the same wedding cake he sells already they didn't say this is the inscription we want, mm-hmm. and he refused to sell them the thing he already sells. He was discriminating against them gotcha. for being gay. It wasn't that they were asking him to do something special yeah. that he didn't want to do. And this is one of the arguments, which is you're already providing the service. Right. Now you're just discriminating against your customers. Who gets it? That's the problem. Mm. And that's kind of where I think the ACLU and the other side wanted to draw the line, which is if you just didn't want to offer, you know, religious cakes, uh, the same baker says, I don't make Halloween cakes either because that goes against my beliefs. But fine. Wait, what? I know. It's weird. But it's like. I have a lot of questions about that because people get Halloween cakes. Yeah, that's a different issue altogether. Wrong thing again? You, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but it's like, but he doesn't make that for anybody. You can't say, I want you to make sure. a Halloween cake because sure. he doesn't make them. Right. But he does make wedding cakes. And this gay couple just said, oh, yeah, we want to buy one of those things that you're selling. Here's some money. Uh-huh. And he's like. No, not to you. And that to me is where it's like you're going too far now. Yeah, yeah. And oh, it's no, not sure. like they it's not like anyone saying write a message of hate, which you could say like the bar, for example, like I just don't do messages that preach hate or mm-hmm. I don't do messages that advocate for something that maybe I oppose to, which is where he wanted to go with this. Sure. But they didn't even say write this inscription right. that you might disagree with. He, they didn't get that far in the conversation. Yeah. Well, so, because, that, like, a couple of years ago when this sort of cake thing first was coming up, I don't think it was this specific cake, but in general, this, for some this reason, issue that was with florists to, like, or florists everyone else. Cakes, um, there was somebody who, like, refused to do, like, a Nazi cake or something like that. And people were like, see, you can, you're discriminating against that. Like, 
No, you could say no to hate speech. That is okay. That's not a protected class. Yeah, Nazis aren't protected class in the U.S. I don't (laughs) think. I don't know. It's um, it, it just like why? Just why? Like why? Why though? Like why? But the interesting thing about this to me, outside of the legal ramifications of this, is it just perpetuates this idea that if you're an evangelical Christian, uh, you know, post secret that wonderful. Uh It's fun to read website. Yeah. People send in their secrets, and the guy is pretty, he doesn't discriminate in terms of religion. Like, he's Uh -uh. like, he'll have religious postcards and atheist Mm -hmm. postcards, whatever. It's all good. He posted something saying, um, something about how evangelical has come to mean something very different to a lot of people. And uh, the response is, I think he asked, like, what does evangelical mean to you now? In a Christian context or just... The word. The word. Okay. To society. What does it mean to you? And the responses were... Conservative and mean. <laughs> yeah. They were like nasty responses, but not in a mean way. Just like That's when I think I of evangelical, I think of not happy thoughts. Mm-hmm. This is not a... Pe- these are not people I want to be associated with. Mm-hmm. I don't think good things about them. And this sort of controversy, just like the Hobby Lobby one, sure. it just... Uh, Evangelical has come to mean very conservative, not just conservative views, yeah. but discrimination, bigotry, anti-gay, yeah. anti-woman, anti-everything. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, if there's anything good that comes from this case, it's that evangelicals continue to dig the hole. And we haven't even talked about Roy Moore yet. Like, Yay. they just continue <laughs> digging Moore. this hole that just defends the worst sorts of behavior really in the does. name of faith. But but it's sti- but they still claim the moral high ground. Right. Which is... Just. Which I'm sure makes sense in their head, but not right? to anybody else. Yeah. Speaking of Hobby Lobby, I, I drove like 15 minutes out of my way yesterday because I needed six-inch embroidery hoops, and I couldn't find them near me. And so I went to the Joann's near me, nothing. Went to the Michael's near me, nothing. There's a Hobby Lobby. Didn't go to that one. Went to the uh, went to the Michael's in Oswego. So you drove like way out of your way just to avoid Hobby Lobby? Sure did, my friend. Nicely and it done. felt great. <laughs> Nice. Thanks. Did you, do you really... ever eat a Chick-fil-A? You know... <laughs> you hypocrite. Oh, okay, first of all, the only time I had Chick-fil-A was <laughs> they were giving away um, at the the Lake Redline stop downtown. Okay. When I used to take that to work, they were giving out breakfast sandwiches. Okay. And I had one. And it was very good, but oh I did not God. pay for it. Am I, am I good? <laughs> am I good? Uh, I'll debate it. It's fine. Wendy's has good chicken sandwiches. <laughs> So while we're at it, let's yeah. let's talk about Roy Moore. Oh, good! I have because some that election is that election is this Tuesday. But here's the most interesting thing I saw: a couple things this week. One is that th- there was one of his victims who said he signed my yearbook. Like, oh yeah, saying, I saw a headline about that. Tell uh, me more. She was obviously more. under eighteen. And he signed her your book with not a creepy message, but <laughs> the fact that like penis. I know you. Yeah, <laughs> he signed Sorry. it basically saying like I know you. I wish you the best. But like clearly they they knew each other, and he was in his thirties. She was clearly underage, which yeah, is, is the he point. Signing his, her He's yearbook. signing her yearbook. She added a little inscription underneath his signature saying, "This is the date that he signed it, so I can remember that." You know what I mean? Like like at the time she did at that. At the time, she's like, oh, "Yeah, okay. this happened." I don't actually. I don't know when she wrote that, but she's like, "This he signed this on this." This date. That's weird too. And so, of course, the right's like, see, she forged it. She wrote this herself. That's what they're calling forgery. Yes. Oh, Christ the fact that she added the cross. date, so that's in her handwriting. They're like, see, she made it all up. It's like, no, no, no. The stuff above the date is all Roy Moore Wait, allegedly. Is... Like that's what he denies. But like, that's all real. 
she added this thing at the bottom and admitted, like, oh, yeah, I added that little caption underneath. Haven't I... And so they're calling the whole thing a forgery because that's what they but do. But wait, what did the... Was, was the, the yearbook message that incriminating? I mean, it, no, it wasn't incriminating on its own. It didn't say, like, we had fun in the car everything. that night. Yeah. No, it just Remember said, like... when I put my pee in your yeah. pee? I, I wish Sorry, you... Thank you for your graphic. Kids are listening to this. <laughs> Uh, censored myself <laughs> he's just like you know i forgot specifically what he said but i wish you the best you know sure. you were nice i was How nice to know you whatever 30 year old signing her yearbook i don't he know with, the really second you leave high school stop signing yearbooks yeah, it's weird not even would, did you sign yearbooks as a teacher after i left uh we didn't even have your i'm sure you i did as a teacher yeah uh but as a teacher like no yeah, no that's it was fine. great having you in class him. that sort of thing what the f- But like random people? Maybe I mean maybe strangers? that's like a thing from a bygone era of maybe. like maybe your yearbook was more of a sort of but testament of your life at that the point. The point of it was I know I'm going down the Roy Moore there. says I didn't even know these women. They're right. all making this up. It's like, no, you knew me. You, you signed my did. yearbook. <laughs> like, don't say you don't know me. You know what else is really chill about R- Roy Moore? <laughs> Hmm. Uh, he was asked the last time um, America was great again. <laughs> America was great. Did you have this? I didn't write it down, but go for it. Um, <laughs> so, when um, was the last time America was great? Wait, let me find the quote. Um, so he said, <clears throat> and I quote: "I think it was great at the time when families were united, even though we had slavery. They cared for one another. Our families were strong. Our our country had a direction." And if I have that right, he was responding to the only black guy in the crowd who was asking a question. That I didn't realize. Yeah. I just printed these out of my But yeah, over. it was the time of slavery. Ooh, That's yikes. when America was great um, for other reasons, but obviously, but like clearly inconsiderate of what was going on to a lot of other families at the, the time. I don't understand about this quote is yeah. that like. He wasn't even saying, oh, the late 19th century or early 19th century or like... He didn't have a date He didn't have a date. It. it was literally just a time when there was slavery, well, but also families. Like, right? I was I... surprised he actually went to slavery because you could have said like, oh, you know, the 1950s when which everything is, was like, leave it to Beaver. Which but is... that was before the Civil Rights Act. Like, it wasn't a good time for black people then either. Or women. Yeah. I or mean, women. And I feel like post-war America, ten, uh, post-World War II America tends to be this very idealized time that many conservatives point back to as this time where the wife stayed home and vacuumed in her pearls <laughs> and, you know, the men yeah. went out and had a job and had a three martini lunch, which God, can you imagine? <laughs> and, and, right. and yeah, the good old days, the just good old like days, that. The, the happy days, the, the, the leave it to beaver era, which by which, the way, uh, according to historians, like that wasn't what was going on in the fifties either. Like leave it to beaver. Like that was fiction. That's not what America was like. Well, and maybe, maybe if you were like a straight white, wealthy <laughs> landowner, Maybe you did have a very sure. nice time in the 50s, but like that was at the expense of everyone right. else. And like, and there's also this idealized, like, oh, women, people got married younger and they stayed married longer and they didn't get pregnant out of wedlock, which like false, false, false. Well, <laughs> they did stay married longer, but they were not necessarily happy marriages. Right. Like, women got knocked up all the time and got sent away to a convent or whatever. Like, this weird, like, fetishization almost of the 1950s and early 60s is gross and dumb and frankly dangerous because it chooses to like not acknowledge most people right who did not and have yet he didn't even give that answer he gave one that's worse yeah 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 <laughs> what the fuck Ray Moore like okay last time I posited <laughs> 
fact that Ray Moore. Roy Moore, yeah. Roy Moore, sorry, is like a straw man built by liberals. <laughs> and he, nothing is happening to prove me wrong. Right. So I've been really into conspiracy theories lately. So I think, here's my latest conspiracy yes. theory, is is he is more is that is either a robot, maybe, uh-huh. or an android of some kind. Obviously sophisticated, but... Yes. But definitely, like, controlled by the government or liberals to see how far <laughs> conservatives will go. Yes. So that's my theory right now. Which means they can, like, turn the dial up. Yeah. And this keep is, going. This isn't recent. This <laughs> happened earlier this year. What will it take for Republicans year? to denounce this guy yeah. for real? Okay, I'm really into this particular conspiracy I like it. theory. Yeah, like, do I we? Like th- but do we think it's more likely? Like, sexual assault didn't do it. Sexual assault didn't do uh, it. Pedophilia. Praising the time of slavery didn't do it. Pedophilia did not Ped- do it. Alleged pedophilia didn't. Getting uh, fired from your fucking job. Sexual assault anyway. Twice right. didn't do it. What else could he do that they would what, just okay. be like, well, is whatever. Heaven. Right now, what today is the seventh? Sure, I don't know. It's the eighth. It's Friday the eighth. It's one thirty p.m. Time stamping it right now. What is a thing that could happen between now and Ray Roy Roy Ray Roy Roy? Why can't I remember that? Roy Moore's election. Three letters. It's hard. Well, fuck off. <laughs> what is worse? What? Is the worst thing that could happen that conservatives would still vote for him? Is it murder? That, um, is it unintentional manslaughter? Is I was, it you know what? I was thinking about that. I'm like, what story could come out this weekend that would still not move the election? I think it had something to do with abortion. Oh. I think yeah, if, if we found out he had one or forced or forced, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, for someone else to have one on his behalf or something. I think that would maybe. But they, there's. But even also, then, they'd be like, "Well, he's forgiven now, well, so I was whatever." Gonna say, and they also do the. There's no moral abortion, but my abortion. You don't know mm. my situation. I had to do it. You were irresponsible. I was unfortunate. Right. I don't know right. what that voice turned into. So that's what I would say. So between now and what's it? Thursday. Tuesday. 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 More days. Oh yeah, because elections are on Tuesday. Good job, Jess. Yep. And here's another thing that was interesting. There was he has a spokeswoman now, uh-huh. uh, Janet Porter, who is a conspiracy theorist, of yes. course. And she was on CNN. And Anderson Cooper, after debating all the stuff that we just talked about, it that's uh-huh. in the news, he's like, "Well, let me ask you some basic questions about things Roy Moore has said in the past." Oh, okay. So, does he still think homosexual <laughs> conduct should be illegal? Because he said that in the past. Uh-huh. She didn't answer that question. She deflected and was like. Just, just you said this is stuff. Anderson Cooper? Yeah. Okay. He also said, like, d- d- does Roy Moore say 9-11 happened because we've, quote, distanced ourselves from God? Because uh-huh. he said that. Or that Sharia law is actually taking over communities right now in the U.S. Uh-huh. And he pointed to some city in Illinois, too. And, like... Our city? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't Chicago, but it was somewhere else. But all these things are things Roy Moore has said. We have yeah. him on tape saying it. And Janet Porter, his sports uh, spokeswoman... Just wouldn't answer any of those. She's just like, "How dare you attack us?" Well, um, and every time the that's strangest not how thing works, actually. <laughs> yeah, every single time she's like, "This is all about abortion." Like abortion Jones, his opponent. She literally called Doug Jones <laughs> abortion Jones. Like, stop, what? stop trying to it's make. Not even clever. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. But this is the thing. Um, and I sincerely have a question for you about this, but it, this is their whole campaign is hinging on this idea that Roy Moore oppose, opposes abortion. Oh and Doug Jones, who's also a Christian, supports yeah. abortion rights. 
And for a lot of Christians, it, Roy Moore could do the worst sorts of things. But because he opposes abortion, they'll still get his vote. Right. Because he'll appoint justices who right. feel the same way. And this is the only thing they care about. They care way more about unborn people mm-hmm. than people who are living. Yes. Uh, certainly 14-year-old girls that they don't care about. Yep. But if you're like a 14 days to be born, you, they got your back. Yeah. Um, but here's the question that I had for you. If you're the Democratic Party, yeah. would you be okay with the Democrats supporting a Democrat to run against Roy Moore mm-hmm. who was also against abortion personally and said, I would never vote for legislation that advocates for abortion <laughs> rights or anything. Like, I don't support abortion personally, whatever. Um, Should I- Democrats start supporting anti-abortion candidates in red areas since that may be the tipping point for a lot of voters? Um. I am kind of tired of women's health being a bargaining chip. It feels like when we are dealing with, okay, well, this, you know, we're in a red state and maybe we can get somebody in. It seems like the first thing that people are willing to sacrifice mm. is, is oh, well, we'll get somebody in who's, who's anti-abortion or anti-choice. Um, and I'm fucking sick of it. I'm, I'm my right to control what happens to my body is not some sort of like special interest. It's something that I think is extremely important to me personally and to, I would say the majority of women really care about how much control they have over their own fucking body. So, so no, like I get it. I get it. I get it because, but, but let me, I, so I totally agree with you and you're totally right about (laughs) it. Shouldn't be a bargaining chip. Uh, Women's health shouldn't be a bargaining chip Uh, just to push that even further. If that means a Democrat wins that race, Mm -hmm. obviously that person would be outnumbered by other Democrats, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like that Democrat's anti-choice views would play a role in this stuff or whatever. Like, does that change anything? The fact that, yeah, okay, we get that seat because that guy's not going to support these types of justices or whatever, I don't even know where I'm going with the seventh. No, I, I, no, I but would it make a difference mean. knowing that, okay, this person just won't be like a rubber stamp for everything Donald Trump wants, which is good. Yeah. Even if he's wrong on this issue. But you know what? He's outnumbered by other Democrats and we need his vote for other stuff, which I, is more important. I do get that. Not more I, I understand. But. I understand that that's a compelling argument yeah. to be made of like, it's the same thing that we talked about a couple weeks ago when the Al Franken thing came through, which he just right, resigned yesterday. I think. He just resigned. But he's great um, for women's rights but, on know, the issues. And that's, we talked about that exact thing of, OK, this person is probably a net positive for women in the country because he's voting on pro women's rights but like where where do we where do we draw the line where do we where is our line in the sand and for me i know that i wouldn't if it was somebody who was pro choice and um you know pro all the things that i agree with but anti gay marriage and would support limiting the rights of gay people to get married i wouldn't consider that i don't think and whether or not that person necessarily had a realistic chance of, of if that was the tipping point or something for yeah. people i just don't know why it's always this pro-choice thing that that it comes down to i i just can't think of anything else that w- i should be asked to give up 
to to sacrifice to support kind of the quote unquote greater good of you know I wouldn't vote for somebody who I thought was going to uh, make guns more available or decrease mental health care or take away, you know, rally against early childhood education. I wouldn't do any of those things. And I wouldn't fucking vote for anybody who didn't believe that I have the right to do with my with my body what I want. And 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 this isn't at you, but I'm really yeah. fucking tired of this conversation over and over and over. Hammond, what right in your body would you give up to for the greater good? Let would me tell you. <laughs> I don't know. But like would you would you let somebody tell you that like oh well you're brown so you're not going to be able to do x right. y and z but he's going to be good for other stuff other stuff yeah. I think it's a fucking garbage and argument and just I'm uh, fucking tired of it Add one point to the whole idea that it might be strategic for Democrats to nominate an anti-choice Democrat in these red states <laughs> is that for if you did that if let's say Doug Jones was also anti-abortion mm-hmm. but everything else stayed the same I think you would probably alienate a lot more of the Democratic voters who might turn out to support him if that were the case. So I don't even think it's strategic necessarily just because you might win over a lot of those evangelicals who might consider a Democrat given the Roy Moore situation. But you're going to alienate a lot of other Democrats who might otherwise be passionate about this candidate. And kind of the thing that you're that you're suggesting, and I know it's hypothetical, but the thing you're suggesting, I feel is no different than what the conservatives are doing with with Roy Moore, that oh, well, I don't ab- approve of everything he does, but he's a warm body on the right mm-hmm. side of the aisle, and he's going to do the things I want we him to do. we got to sacrifice a few 14-year-olds, we'll do it, because yeah. we need his vote and for anti-choice it's the same, judges. It's the exact same thing of, like, even if I thought someone was going to stack the bench with pro-life or pro-choice judges, if I don't know. I just, I, I think it's just... I'm just you feel bad about it because you have a conscience. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say the same about a lot of his supporters who just seem totally, they just want to toss aside any tie between Roy Moore and all the horrible things he's done. They just want to ignore it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's no, I, I'm, 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 I'm really tired of, of having that question kind of levy. And this isn't directed at you, but I, I feel know. like that's always a conversation that's had is like, well, you know, Tim Kaine was great, but he was personally it. And like, and I didn't think he would enact. But any. yeah, he was personally yeah pro life. I still or wasn't whatever. fucking thrilled about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm still not super happy about yeah. that. that. By the way, while we're on this topic, um, the conversation about who should replace Al Franken because the Democratic yeah. governor gets to choose his replacement, they haven't announced it as we're making this. Yeah, how quickly uh, does that turn around? As soon as possible. Uh, as soon as he retires, like, or leaves, <laughs> resigns, whatever. Uh, the good money seems to be on the lieutenant governor of Minnesota, who is a woman who is awesome, who's also said, I'm not going to run in 2018. I don't care about any of this. Like, I'll be your warm body for the Democrats, but like, I'm not playing this game. I want out. So she's a, she's a placeholder really. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. She's just like, I'll be here because you need somebody. But like the Democrats who actually want to play politics, they can do the primary and run for the seat. That's an option. Yeah. But then you're putting Minnesota back in play, which Republicans could win, and that would be bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, One option that I've seen that I would think I think would be really interesting is if the governor appoints Keith Ellison from Minnesota, the Muslim congressman who is the DNC ran for DNC chair and is also one of the people running the DNC now. Uh, he's an awesome progressive candidate, Mm -hmm. and it would just shed even. He's not a woman, which 
That would be nice, especially in the face of why Al Franken's resigning. Yeah. But he's such a good candidate, and he has a lot of support nationally, yeah. uh, which a lot of congressmen and women don't. As so long as it's not a white dude, I feel like I'd be okay. <laughs> Something different. If they put in a white dude, I would be displeased. <laughs> All right, let me go to a different story altogether because okay. this one just amused me and infuriated me, but not in the Roy Moore sort of way. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pat Robertson on the 700 Club. Oh, Pat. Uh, somebody asked him on a show, he does a Q&A session, and she said, I'm unemployed, so I'm getting unemployment checks or benefits or whatever. Uh-huh. Should I still be tithing? And giving money to my church. Uh-huh. And of course, Pat Robertson said, of yes, of course you should give money to, you know, people like him and his ministry <laughs> and everybody else. My Rolls Royce needs gas. <laughs> and he also added that, you know, you want God to, he, in broken English, he said, you want God to prosper you and give you employment. Like if you tithe and you give some of your money to uh-huh. God through your church or me. Yeah. That's how you'll find work again. Cool. Like, That's oh my job. God, it's it's not just bad advice. It's <laughs> it's horrible yeah, to it's tell someone mo- if you want to find work, give me your money. Give me your money. And uh, by the way, I know you're poor, and maybe you have kids who need, need this stuff more. You know, food and shelter. But I need more. Yeah, I mean, I've been employed for a minute, and I still don't need to plan Parenthood <laughs> every month. So, right, it's not much, but. Yeah, no, that's gross. I think tithing is weird. Not weird, but the, this weird, like, insistence on no matter what. Because at some point, it's not even like, oh, I support this cause or this community or this church or whatever. It's more like bribing God. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Keep me in your good graces. Right? Isn't yeah. that what it is? Yep. I don't get and it's one thing if you're part of a church that needs it, but like if you're going through a hard time, your yeah, church doesn't need it as much. Pat Robertson need really your doesn't. Money. Yeah. Uh, let's go to a happier story. All right. So years ago, Kim yeah. Davis of Kentucky, oh, she said all the gay people can't have their marriage licenses, even though it's legal nationally now. Mm-hmm. So they would come to her office saying, "Hey, I'm gay. Here's my partner. We need a wedding." marriage license and she's like i'm not signing it cool. and so they had to do this crazy workaround to get it and they shouldn't have had to do that now one of the gay guys whose marriage license she said no to mm-hmm. went to her office this week and said i want to fill out the paperwork to run against you nice. in 2018 and so there's a great picture you'll find it online mm-hmm. of david Ermold is his name signing the paperwork as kim davis looks on <laughs> I will say the one thing when you hear about their conversation, uh-huh. she was very gracious, strangely, about all this saying, like, here's what you need. Here's all the paperwork. Made uh-huh. the best candidate win. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's what you should be wow, saying. Really? That's good. That's big of her. Like, where was that two years ago when you were telling people they were sinners and whatever? Right. Uh but whatever. Wait, didn't some shit ha- come out that people were calling her an adulterer because she's been married? Oh, she's been married twice. four times. To- yeah, I mean, she's a giant hypocrite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I thought something came up recently. I, I could be wrong. Nothing new, just more. Oh, but yeah, you know what? That monster. would be, it's, it would be even sweeter justice, I think, than Danica Rome, the transgender candidate from Virginia, beating the, Ooh. quote, chief homophobe. Like, that was awesome. That was awesome. This though. would be even sweeter. You think? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, we might have peaked out with just, Danica. Just because I didn't even, the chief homophobe that she beat, uh-huh. honestly, never heard of him before that election 
uh, uh, not being from Virginia. And like maybe I came across his name once when he made some awful homophobic comment. Yeah. But other than that, he wasn't on my radar for anything because okay. I don't live there. But Kim Davis, well known nationally yeah. as a bigot, as a Christian. And for someone, I don't know this guy's religious beliefs, but he's more like, I'll do the job. Right. <laughs> like Seems for someone easy. like that to beat her <laughs> at her own game, that would be like, you wish karma were a real thing. It's a nice menorah you have up there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're all, s- and there's a Christmas tree and over there. And there's Christmas tree. This is just decked out for the holidays. Very oh, nice. Totally. Um, so I've got a thing. Go. I guess the Pope is considering changing the Lord's Prayer. From what to what? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, so as the world's worst baptized Catholic, um, I don't know the Lord's Prayer off the top of my head, but there is a bit called... Do, 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 um, Something about... Lead us not into temptation is the line that he's considering. Okay. Uh, so I guess they are concerned that... And it's subtle. It's subtle issues... But what they are afraid that it conveys and has conveyed since, you know, forever, called Catholicism so. 101, is that it's implying that the Lord is like pushing you into temptation as opposed to the devil is. Let me let me. So read. they're saying it's the devil who leads you into temptation. Uh, what he said is, and this is translated from Italian, but mm-hmm. this is what the Pope said: "It is I who fall." Uh, but is not he who pushes me into temptation. A father does not push me into temptation to see how I fell. A father does not do that. He helps you get up right away. What what induces into temptation is Satan. Okay, so the devil leads you into temptation, but God protects you from that is what they want to say, but maybe yes. the wording of the Lord's Prayer makes it sound like God's the one leading you into temptation. Yeah, I guess what they want to change it to is do not let us fall into temptation, which is... Um, passive voice, right? Like right. instead of God will protect us is the implication well, there. But I mean, not like, even that he'll protect us. Yeah, yeah, it is. But lead us into temptation is active, right? Yeah, God yeah. is bringing me into temptation. Whereas this is do not let us fall. The action is on me, not on anybody leading me. Anyway, I think it's interesting um, because the only other thing I know about the Lord's Prayer or Catholic Church I know from a John Mulaney sketch when he talks about <laughs> the way he goes to church and it used to be um, may may God be with you and it's supposed to be and also with it used to be and also with you and now it's in with your spirit and he fucked it up in church and he was like wait what <laughs> we so changed anyway, the tradition yeah Who so knew? anyway I think I I find it really interesting because I think one of the things that people really like about Catholicism is it's steeped in tradition and there's ceremony to it and pomp and circumstance and all that. Well, they changed the masses way back when from Latin from to Latin English to too, English. right? And that was relatively recently. Yeah. I think in the 50s or 60s, I think within my parents' lifetime, they uh-huh. changed it from Latin to English. So traditions change, which no one would even notice after like a little while. No, for sure. But I just think it's like, I just want to be in that <laughs> meeting room when somebody like on the agenda is like, so, you know, the Lord's Prayer, like sort of the main jam of our religion. <laughs> I think we need to punch it up. Let's toss it around the table. Let's see what we can come up with. Let's rewrite Shakespeare. Yeah. It's okay. Anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting, th- I, I think it's interesting. Religion, it can always change. Right. When it's convenient for you. Right. Uh, here's one for you. Yeah. The 
in Florida. Yes. They have oh, Florida. They, obviously church state separation, First Amendment in the Constitution. They oh, have the Establishment Clause. Do not clause. apply in Florida. <laughs> the Establishment Clause says yes. you can't promote or uh, no law respecting the establishment of religion or uh-huh. prohibiting it. Well, Florida's Constitution has a similar clause that says, yeah, don't use the government to promote, endorse religion or the lack thereof or anything like that. Be cool, Or the free exercise thereof, I should Uh say. Well, there is a committee that meets every 20 years, and it's a constitutional committee. Do we need to make any changes to it? Uh Because let us discuss it. And then if we, as a giant committee, agree that something needs to be fixed... Who makes up this committee? I'll tell you in a second. Oh, good. If they decide, if the whole giant committee says we need to fix something, then Uh they could get it on the ballot for voters to decide. These committees are really good at coming up with a unified voice and opinion. (laughs) So this Constitution Revision Committee, uh, they have their little subgroups to Uh talk about different things. And there's a Declaration of Rights subcommittee um, on this thing. Well, here's the thing. There are 37 members of the giant committee. Uh They are appointed. 15 of them are appointed by the governor, who's a Republican. Nine of them come from the Senate president, who's a Republican. Six, uh, nine of them come from the Speaker of the House, who's a Republican. The I'm, Chief Justice I'm of the Florida Supreme Court, uh, he gets to appoint three of them. And I don't know what the Chief Justice's political views are, but he was appointed by a Republican governor sure. at the time. So dry and the Attorney General, who's also a Republican, gets one appointee. I think that adds up to 37. Is what's-his-face still the governor of Florida? Rick that Scott. Snake-looking snake motherfucker. That's the guy. So 37 members. Voldemort. <laughs> so, like, this is a Republican group of people. Yeah, you don't And the say. subcommittee was I like... I it's largely white and male. <laughs> uh, I didn't check. But this subcommittee yep. decided to propose oh, no. that... We should eliminate that ban on funding religion. Oh, cool. That was so unexpected. Let's remove the prohibition against using public revenues in aid of any church, sect, or religious denomination or Uh, any sectarian institution. Let's just ban it. The The subcommittee said five to one, yeah, let's get rid of it. Let's put it in front of the voters. And I can presume that the entire giant subcommittee, when they vote on this, is also going to approve it, which means in 2018, the voters in Florida will get to decide whether church-state separation using Florida taxpayer money can go to religious institutions. Okay. I don't know all the legal implications (laughs) of this. I was about to kind of belie my lack of understanding of how government works, but how does that work with, like, you know, the First Amendment of the United States? Right. I, I mean, Dates. that applies to federal money and all that stuff. Ah! But uh-huh. I don't know if uh, groups can challenge this, even if it passed or whatever. But there was a professor uh, at the University of Florida uh-huh. who was there at the meeting where they were discussing this stuff since it's a public commission. Uh-huh. And he wrote an article about what he saw at this subcommittee and everything. And what he wrote is, what I witnessed was not prudent and unbiased deliberation, what? but a show scripted for public consumption. Several commissioners didn't even pretend to represent the people and instead were justifying a clear agenda. One of the guys even said, the commissioner who runs the place, like, Faith is a public good. Our job, as the commission, is not to be successful. It is to be faithful, he said. Hoofa doofa. Yeah. 
So this is just a disaster waiting to happen, oh, which man. I know you could say that about many things, Florida, the but <laughs> here's what here's what this could mean. Florida is currently ranked 46th in the nation when it comes to K to 12 education. Cool. If this passed, mm-hmm. in theory, public money could be funding private Christian schools, which have a long history of not teaching kids stuff, uh-huh. which would make it even harder for kids to learn anything, which would make Florida's whole education system even worse. It's if, just a bad idea waiting to happen. I wonder if this is one of those things that I feel like a few years ago, something like this happened in, in another kind of Bible Belty state. And then whoever passed it was like, oh, it can go to Muslim schools. What the fuck? <laughs> like nobody told me that. I, I remember vaguely that that really did happen. Like when we wanted to give public money to private schools, we didn't mean Muslim ones. Yeah, we literally the only ones I'm thinking of are where my children go. Um, Isn't there a pretty strong Satanist representation in Florida? In Florida, I mean, there's a handful of vocal. Hey guys, hey guys, this is your (laughs) call to action. Start a school, people. Get on this. (laughs) What would their mascot be? Would it have to be the devil? I mean, Hainstall Central near us is the Red Devils, so and there's there's precedent, I guess. (laughs) People have. Did you know that? God, this might be apocryphal, but um, the Rays, the um, uh, the baseball team, used to be the Devil Rays, right? And they had to change it because people were mad (laughs) that it said Devil, even though Devil Rays like a thing. It's It's like a a fish, right? A manta, right? Nope, probably a different <laughs> thing. Sorry, guys, don't know anything about sea life. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it would be the devil. Or would it be, uh, what's his name? Baphomet. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't try to there say it because I would have fucked it up <laughs> so bad. I would like that. I would go to that school. I would send my kids to that school. Make Just it happen, Satanists. Speaking of which, Florida. Mike Pence. Yeah. Why is he sticking by Donald Trump after all the crazy shit that's happened? Wait, I know. Yes. Because he's a spineless sycophant. That could be it. Okay. So uh, in The Atlantic, McKay Coppins wrote this long biographical piece about Mike Pence. And one of the many things we learned about Mike Pence, I mean, none of this is surprising information Uh if you followed him at all. But one of the things he pointed out is that according to everyone who knows Pence, like why would a guy who's a conservative and actually lives it out as far as we know, like in terms of, you know, living his life in a very straight laced sort of way won't even meet with women without his wife being present that sort of thing like uh say what you will about him but like when he says he's conservative christian he's not roy moore he's living it out he doesn't do anything that might contradict it as far as we know Uh but then why would you support why would you be the right hand man of a guy who's totally not like that because he's a spineless (laughs) and part of it is that he believes this is where he was meant to be that this is what God's plan is for him. And maybe that's because if Trump gets impeached or resigns or something, oh, yeah. God wants him oh, to rise up. you know he has those eyes on those prizes. <laughs> uh, Pence himself wouldn't be interviewed for the piece, but it sounds like Pence is just going to keep supporting him. All the things that it's, he would never support in his life or his church, this- all because he believes this is part of God's plan for him which is why he's doing and supporting all these things that totally are not part of the it's religion he advocates. It's all the same garbage. It's all the same reason that people are smart supporting Ray Moore. It's all Roy Moore. Uh-huh. Why? Why? I don't know. It's all the same thing. It doesn't like it's just this sort of blind faith, forgive the term that like what we're doing is the right thing to do and at any cause even though th- like it 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 blew my mind that he agreed to be on Trump's ticket in the first place because yeah. Trump is a 
literal waking nightmare person, especially if you're a Christian, especially if you're a Christian or a woman or a person of color or a non-Christian. Like, <laughs> it, like I don't understand. Like, listen, he can play, oh, I'm a demure little Christian boy and I'm just serving my God and my country. But that motherfucker is power hungry as anyone. <laughs> he's a like, politician. He's a politician. Yeah. It's, it's just fuck him. Uh, I didn't it's catch this, but wife. Beth... <laughs> Beth Kaplan, who's one of the writers for Friendly Atheist, uh-huh. noted, uh, and she is religious, she noted that there is a story in the Bible, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, where Jesus is shown all the kingdoms of the world by the devil, and the devil says, like, this can all be yours if you just agree to worship me. And Jesus says no. <laughs> is that the last temptation of Christ? Uh, I don't know. God, we should read Mike the Bible. Pence did not say no. Mike Pence is like, yeah. oh, I'll, yeah, I'm taking all your kingdoms. That's we're here. A hundred percent correct. You're not act. You're not doing what Jesus would do. Literally, no. like that's the story in the Bible that you are avoiding. Yeah, and, and you had plenty of opportunity to say, you know, I'm a good Christian guy, and Donald Trump, you know, while I like the party. You're not a good Christian guy, and I am not going to stand you know by what? while you do these things. I, That's what a, a better Christian politician, you would think, would have done. But, Hammett, who who on the right has done that? That The thing is, yes, we can say that about Mike Pence because he is very um, showy with his, with his uh, religion and, and loves to flaunt it. Mm-hmm. But that can be said about... Almost any GOP representative across the board, most of them, the majority of them, from what I understand, are Christians. They are. So why, like, yeah, we should expect Mike Pence to stand up, but what about literally anybody else in the fucking country? Like, no, that he... None of them get a pass. None of them. They've all stood by and watched this guy be a monster. They've they they know he's an adulterer. They know he's an, a, a man who sexually assaults women gleefully and frequently, and they don't care. So yeah, Mike Pence, you're accountable, but so is everybody else on the Hill. I think it's mm-hmm. fucking garbage, and I think. I hope the GOP never recovers from this because they can no longer pretend that they have any, not I, even not even the moral high ground, but any that, morals. Period. Let's see. I, I remember thinking that when George W. Bush was in office, and I, I, that didn't happen. Yeah, but George W. Bush, like, yeah, he was a fucking idiot, and he'd made really poor decisions, but at least he was like dancing the dance. At least he was like at saying least he the, was trying. Well, he was saying the right words. He was. He, yeah, that's the one thing he was totally never doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was living the life of this, you know, good Baptist. He was trying Baptist? to be a conservative Christian uh, Methodist. I don't Beth- remember. Anyway, but he was at least a believable Christian. <laughs> you know, if nothing else, he's a believable Christ- Christian. His I, scandals were not of the scandal variety. No, like he, they were bad he wasn't dis- a sc- policy. Yeah, he wasn't a problems. scandalous president. Like he was just a doofus. a bad one. Yeah, yeah, he was a bad president, and <laughs> God knows I don't want him back or anywhere near the president. But I remember thinking, like, oh well, surely no young people will ever vote for a Republican ever again after he leaves office. And I thought, oh look, uh, Obama was elected four years, eight years, whatever. Right. By the time like this administration is done. <laughs> we will have basically eliminated all the GOP supporters by that time because no one could possibly want George W. Bush back. Nope. Totally well, no, wrong everybody keeps that. living because we have fucking health care. Yeah. <laughs> it's Obamacare. It's <laughs> keeping them alive. I don't know. Like, I think 
I, I'm really curious to see what happens 20 years from now because I um, I was just talking to my brother about this. Uh, how yeah, uh, you won't you won't be around to see it. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. None of us will. You guys at my funeral play this, and it means I haven't killed me. <laughs> 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 um, we were talking about the fact that the same people who were protesting the Vietnam War. And, you know, living the summer of love in the late 1960s are the same people who were, like, doing coke and running Wall Street in the 80s. Like, that's the same generation of people. It's people in their 20s and their 60s, in their 20s in the 1960s and in their 40s in the 1980s. So, like, is it that you just tend to get more conservative as you get older? And is the same thing going to happen to our generation, the you know, I millennials? Heard, I've always, I grew up with that saying like, oh yeah, you're a liberal now, but you'll get more conservative as you age. And there was this great tweet. I don't know who wrote it, but it's like, you know what? They told me that too. And now I'm older and man, I'm liberal as hell right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm definitely more liberal now than Way I was more. 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I But the GOP was different when people used to say that. So That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, also, the, there is a book called A Generation of Sociopaths, and it's yeah. it posits that pe- like baby boomers are more likely to be sociopathic than any generation before or since. Uh, and the fact that they were protesting against the Vietnam War wasn't because they believed war was bad, but they personally didn't want to go to war. Yeah, and nice. anyway, it was an interesting. <laughs> I heard it on the Daily Zeitgeist. They talked about it. Anyway, I thought that was interesting and tangential. I got one more for you Sorry, here, and then I swear I'm done. Oh, I've got uh, more. Ravi Zacharias. I think we yes. talked about him earlier. Uh, Christian apologist. Yes. Been around forever. A plus name. F yep. minus. Everything else. Yeah. Uh, he was in the news for a while, about a year ago, because uh, Steve Bauman, this atheist, pointed out all these problems with his resume right. that he puts on the back of his books that he had on his website. For example, he called himself Dr. Zacharias. And he had an under- honorary doctorate. But he had honorary doctorates. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a PhD. He didn't write a dissertation. And I do want to stand by my, my prior stuff. claims. If I got an honorary doctorate, I would make everybody call me Dr. Jessica. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Well, you can't do that if you're this guy. You can't. You're not supposed to do that. Well, try and stop me. All right. So he called himself Dr. Zacharias. You're he also said... He was a visiting scholar at Cambridge uh-huh. University. He said he was a senior research fellow at Oxford. And then, he, like a couple weeks ago, Steve Bauman was like, by the way, there's more. He called himself, uh, the. he claimed to be chairman of the Department of Evangelism and Contemporary Thought at Alliance Theological Seminary. Now this takes some fucking balls. Very fancy. And here's what Steve has pointed out over the past year. Is that the one that doesn't exist? None of this stuff exists. (laughs) Here's what Steve pointed out. He has honorary doctorates, Uh not actual doctorates. So, like, that, it's wrong to say you're a doctor without pointing out. Jury's out. Definitely don't use the (laughs) phrase doctor. But uh, he wasn't a visiting scholar at Cambridge. He was a visiting scholar at a school that had some loose affiliation. It's not with Cambridge. Uh Uh, He wasn't a senior research fellow at Oxford. Uh They have no recollection of this guy. And by the way, the chairman of that Department of Evangelism and Contemporary Thought, Uh there was no such department at the school. I love it so So much. Whatever. He's lying about all of this. Um, And finally, I think last about a week ago, Ravi Zacharias Ministries on Facebook said, you know, we've heard these rumors spreading that people are saying talking shit about Ravi. 
uh, or I'm sorry, Dr. Zachariah. They're like, <laughs> we're going to respond to this soon, but it's Thanksgiving week and we're all on breaks. So we'll, sure. well, they finally responded. Uh-huh. And what they basically said, n- none of it was an apology. No. Of course not. <laughs> of course no. not. Um, but here's how they responded to the doctor thing. Uh-huh. While Ravi personally does not brandish his credentials and routinely asks not to be referred to as Dr. Zacharias, even by employees, <laughs> our organization bears his name. And as such, we would like to clear up any misunderstanding. Like, sorry. dude, it was on the website. I'm sorry. I looked at their I website. It said Dr. Zacharias. There is a 100% chance that he wrote that himself. Oh, yeah, there is a, you know what? I'm coming around on this guy. I love him. <laughs> they added, they added, here's one of my favorite bits. You know, whenever someone called him doctor, we always tried to correct it. Sometimes other entities, such as publishers or institutions where Ravi was speaking, uh-huh. have incorrectly presented aspects of his credentials. Sure. Listen, and we added it to our website. I've I've published a book or two. I've spoken to places. We you know how they it. you know how they do credentials? They say, Hey Hammond, can you send us your bio <laughs> so we can use it? And then I'm like, here you go. Yeah. That's how it like how they where do they pull this stuff from? Maybe they pulled it if he didn't send it to them. Maybe they pulled it from his website I am where it's said doctor I'm and it had all these things situation. i think it's hysterical oh my god so what about the uh, doctoral degree oh, currently one? they said 11 members of our team oh. have earned doctorates cool who cares that wasn't in question ravi is not one of them nor has he ever claimed to have an earned doctorate in fact he wishes he had a high that sort oh, of education bless his heart. then they added he has a master's of divinity from Trinity International University has and has also been confirmed with 10 Whoa. honorary doctorates, which, by the way, they all come from Christian schools that are mostly not accredited. Yeah. So who the hell cares? Sure. Um, but none of that is an apology for calling himself doctor. And then this is where I got really mad. Um, oh, but... Uh, one more thing. They said doctor did appear before his name in some of our materials, but we which is an appropriate and acceptable practice with honorary doctorates. No, it's not. It's never that way. No. Um, but now we're not going to do that anymore, they said. But here's the thing. In Ravi's homeland of... I'll wait till you're done drinking. In Ravi's homeland of India, for example, honorific titles are customary and are used frequently out of respect for elders. I definitely almost did a spit take all over this table. Okay. Do you know when he lived in India? It was more than 50 years ago. (laughs) He's lived in Canada and I think in the U.S. since then. Like 50 years... My parents haven't been here 50 years, respect and they have more heaven. than acclimated heaven. to the culture. Respect his culture. <laughs> his culture from when he was a kid. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, as a brown person, I'm allowed to say, <laughs> get over it. You don't live there anymore. You don't get to say, well, they do it this way in India. You haven't lived there in five decades. That's... You don't get to say, well, this is how they do it in my homeland yeah. that you lived in oh, when you were a kid. That's incredible. Oh, my God. So, and by the way, I haven't even gotten into the whole sexting extortion scandal that he's involved with, which is what he spent the bulk of his time responding to. Cool. Um, because that has nothing to do with lying about his resume. But seriously, here's the thing that bothers me more than anything else other than just people lie about the resume. I, it's happened to atheists, too. We've talked about it in the past. Uh-huh. This isn't a Christian thing. This is a him thing lying about. David Barton, the Christian pseudo-historian that makes up how our founding fathers yeah, were Yeah, he's the worst. He lied about his doctorate, too. Yep. Even when he was asked point blank, so you have a doctorate? He's like, shifty eyes, shifty eyes. <laughs> yes. 
like, nope, same thing. You have an honorary doctorate from like a not real school. Not the same thing. But I've seen, I've heard this guy speak. A lot of Christians will be like, if you just listen to this guy, you'll yeah, believe he in Jesus. He's not bad. He's a good speaker. He, he knows how to work an audience. Uh-huh. And I say the same thing about Joel Osteen. Like, there's a reason there. He Joel Osteen is popular. Right. He knows how to talk in a way that people will listen. It's his big teeth. It's uplifting. Whatever people will listen to the guy. And but Joel Osteen says very clearly all the time to the point of annoyance. I didn't go to seminary. I got this job because my daddy had this job, and then he died, and they were looking for someone to replace my dad. So they asked me to do it, and so they threw me into the fire and like this I learned how to do it yeah Joel Osteen's very clear about that and I appreciate that honesty about it because he's really good at what he does sure Zacharias the same thing honestly I think it would be a more compelling resume to say he didn't have a higher education he just learned how to he read up on it he really is convinced of the truth of Christianity and now he wants to spread it to you at least that's honest I think that would be right that would be a compelling (laughs) thing to hear but no, he tried to embellish his resume for no reason whatsoever. And in such an easily disproven way. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. He's a liar and his apology didn't include an apology. So. Okay. You name me a man who's ever apologized for anything that actually included the words, I am sorry for Fair my point. actions. Fair instead point. of, I'm sorry if you were offended <laughs> or I'm sorry if you were confused. <sighs> um, uh, I'm I'm done. Okay. Couple quick. Uh, I can't decide if I want to talk about this last thing. Um, All right. There. Wait. Where did my? We'll just edit it out. We do a lot of editing. On <laughs> oh this my show. god! So much editing. Can you? We're, <laughs> we're like the Radio Lab of atheist podcasts. <laughs> Minus <laughs> all the things that make it awesome. <laughs> like the facts. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there is a um, a man in Texas named John Bernard Fight. F E I T. I think it's Kay. Fight. Uh, he is a uh, former priest okay. from Texas, and he just got convicted of murder. Oh, hey! And might be in prison for fifty-seven years. I just this kind of uh, piques my interest of a true crime atheism crossover. Uh-huh. Uh, a woman named Ar- uh, Irene Garza in nineteen sixty was a, a teacher in South South Texas. She's a beauty queen. She went to confession at a church in McAllen, Texas. She was reported missing the following morning. Um, big search in the Rio Grande Valley, and she, her body was discovered. She'd been sexually assaulted and killed. They figured out this. Uh, her priest did it, who she went to see for confession. So wow. we go Catholic Church again. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh, and this happened in the 60s. So um, he, they're asking him for him to go to jail for 57 years because that's how long ago it was. Like, wow. that's how long he's been free. And um, they... The um the lawyer is saying like don't look at this eighty five year old man in front of you think of the thirty something guy who like straight up murdered a chick mm-hmm. anyway so um I just thought that was an interesting thing that yeah priests are monsters all over the country hey look at that and then uh, I don't know if I want to talk about this or not but there's an article um about um. Quote, is hugging still okay? In the wake of Weinstein sexual assaults accusations, men ask, what is acceptable to women in society now? Oh, God. And it's really, I read it. It's, um, I think, The Guardian. I didn't credit it. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know why you have men to are ask, so confused. If you about have to ask, what, it's probably a problem. Like, why is it, Hemant, you're a, you're a man. 
Why is this so confusing for men? Like, (laughs) I don't want men to comment on me or touch me. Like, I don't know why, like, I, I just don't fucking get, and I don't understand how somebody can say, like, well, I told somebody her hair looked good. Is that okay? And not understand that, like, you understand the difference between saying hi to somebody and like or complimenting somebody yeah. in an appropriate sort of I way just, and just being creepy. Yeah. And like do men sincerely not know when they're being fucking creepers? No. No, they don't know. No, they don't know when. They think they're doing you a favor. I just and it like and the funny thing is like how up in um who was it uh, Woody Allen I think said something about yeah you can't even wink at a woman in in the office anymore like yeah you don't have a fucking right to wink at somebody like <laughs> why is why is that worse to you that's the thing that's happening to them it's worse that they might feel uncomfortable because of something <laughs> they had said than the fact that women have been feeling uncomfortable for literally all of the expanse of like space time like women have always felt uncomfortable and always felt like they need to watch what they say and watch what they wear and watch what they do and watch how they flirt and watch how they touch. Always, 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 always. Because if it's taken the wrong way, it's always their fault. Whereas men just now are like, what? I can't pat a woman on her knee in public? <laughs> what? How am I supposed to know what's too far up her knee? Can I touch her ankle? Can I touch her thigh? Can I touch her boobs? Can I touch her shoulder? Like, how? How? Like, if you... Just don't fucking... Dudes... Fucking chill out. A, just try not touching people for once in your goddamn <laughs> life. And I'm looking at you, Joe Biden. I love my Uncle Joe, but goddamn it. Stop giving people massages. They hate it. Everyone hates it. But, like, dudes, just don't. Just don't. Just, hey, don't. For once in your fucking life, just don't. Just think about how that woman is going to feel when you, like, rub her back. She doesn't want you to fucking touch her back. <laughs> And no, maybe it's not as serious as like telling somebody if they don't suck your dick, you're not going to get, I'm sorry, kids, you're not going to get a promotion. But like, also, don't touch people who don't want to be touched. I learned that in fucking preschool. Don't you teach your kids that? Like, don't touch that stranger. That stranger doesn't want to be touched. All the time. And you know what? Kids are idiots. They don't know not to touch, so we have to teach them. Men are grown-ass men. And how do they not think like, Calling it's just fucking in. It is inconceivable to me. I think I think what's fucking driving me crazy is like, are you telling me you've been roaming this world for fifty years and have reached some level of prominence in your business life and still don't understand the social norms that we are all trying to live by, or are you just? So it's either that that you're like literally some sort of savant that manages to like be a business genius while not understanding like, Hey, touching women is gross and creepy. Fucking stop doing it. And flirting with like 16 year old girls is highly inappropriate old dude. So it's either that, that they genuinely don't understand or they're so desperate to be victims themselves that they're the (laughs) ones that are put out that, Oh, I can't, what I, what if I'm unjustly accused of touching a woman, even though I didn't mean anything? It doesn't fucking mean, matter if you meant anything by it. Don't touch me. Or it's... This is a story you didn't want to talk about, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, just okay, mad at, I'm just mad at men a lot, a lot of the time. I'm mad at men. And I know that's a really unpopular thing. I get your emails that <laughs> you think I'm too hard on white men. But, like, I'm so fucking over protecting the f- men I'm protect we protect men's feelings at all costs to everything else nobody will say to Donald Trump's fucking face hey 19 women have accused you of rape 
why are you why do you think it's okay to tell Al Franken right. of excuse me, yeah, you're right, of what sexual harassment at, at all? least. Of some sort of sexual misconduct. Yeah. Why are you okay saying, oh, Al Franken should have stepped down. He's a monster. He's a bad guy. He's a hypocrite. Nobody will go up to his fucking face and be like, no, you're just as bad. You've been accused of rape by your wife. You are an adulterer. You are none of these like glowing things that you pretend you are. But it's just, all we do is protect how men feel all the time. And I'm really getting tired of it. And I'm, I don't know. If this made you mad, that's fine. You can email me. I'll read it and like ignore it probably but i just i don't know i just don't understand why this is such a hard concept i have lived 31 32 years forgot how old i was and i have never like accidentally grabbed a guy's dick like literally it's never happened a single time in my entire life i've never grabbed a guy's ass or patted it in a funny way that i thought was appropriate it's just simply never happened and like i'm not a particularly smart or like <laughs> socially aware human being, but I've managed to do it. And I don't understand how all these successful motherfuckers can't. Anyway, I just like, it's just a different thing from like the Weinstein thing that is such a, it's so blatant. And it's so like, this man is asking women for sexual favors. So he will help their career. Or you think it's okay to masturbate in front of women. George is there. And it's just the fact that, that we can all agree on, but like to protect to see like the Weinsteins of the world getting taken down. Like, I'm sorry, if you are watching Weinstein and Louis C.K. and Al Franken and everything going down, and you have something to be nervous about, then fine. <laughs> but don't like, th- yeah, your time is fucking coming, dude. Like, watch your back. That sounded threatening. It was threatening. Um, but like, don't pretend that you're the victim and that you might get sucked. It's the same thing as this like false rape allegation thing. Of the worst thing that can happen to a man is be accused of something that he didn't do or accused of rape that he didn't do. But nobody's like, isn't the worst thing in the world the fact that women are leaving their chosen careers because they're so made so uncomfortable by th- this? Stop being sensical a long time. I'm just kind of mad. No. I guess. What? About things yes. in the world. I don't have anything to add. I'm just listening. No, I know. I really appreciate it. It's fine. Anyway, I'm just, whatever. Just, you know. You should transcribe that whole thing for a cross-stitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I yelled so much. I'm just really fucking t- I just, I'm tired of it. I'm so tired of this. This is so dumb. Like, I'm so sick of the men we look up to being objective monsters all of the time. Like, how is, how is this the world that we live in? How did, this, how did we get here? And how have we not left yet? How have we not passed a place that men think they can't sit at a table with a woman without being misconstrued as sexual overtones? How is, th- how is this the world that we live in? Canada's a few hours north. I don't know if they're any better, dude. Man. Not for this stuff. This stuff is deeper than our country. Hey, what's a good thing that happened to you this week? <laughs> I'm just going to cry a little bit. Uh, give me a second. You go first. Oh, you need Christ. a happy pick-me-up. No, I know. God, you know what? Um, so I talked a couple weeks ago about I was doing a book club with my, with my oh, friends. Yes. This is the couple that I married who moved <clears> to Portland <throat> on me. Portland taking my yes. friends. They just got a dog. Anyway, um, so we went around. We each have our genre of choice. So we read um, Pet Cemetery for some reason. Nice. And then a, a cozy mystery was Amanda's choice. And it came back around to me, romance novels. 
and I reread a romance novel that I was super into in high school. It's called, it's by Nora Roberts. It's called Jewels of the Sun. I read it in 24 hours because I love it still. <laughs> and the thing that made me happy is remembering when I was like a junior in high school in yeah. drama, I discovered <laughs> my mom had like a cupboard full of Nora Roberts novels. Uh-huh. And I rated them and was reading it and then passed that book around to almost every girl or woman in my drama club. And we're all super into like this romance novel. And I reread it. It kind of holds up. Like there's definitely some problematic shit, but God, I still enjoyed it. And I started reading the second one. It's and it really like fetishizes fetishizes like Ireland as this like magical <laughs> place of fairies. But I loved it anyway, and it made me very, very happy. And I literally didn't do any cross stitching yesterday because I was reading this book on the couch. Nice. Anyway, it made me unusually happy in this garbage fire world. What's your happy thing? Uh, the babies God, gurgling more oh, and yeah. making little noises. He was. Has cute he said this my week. name yet? No, he he hasn't gotten there yet. No. Can Still working on all the he? talking. How old is he? Three months. I don't is know. He? He's turning human. <laughs> he's reacting to stuff. He can like see things now. He's a little less of a robot. Sure. It's sure, kind of nice for like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun age. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to say about every age. No, not every age. <laughs> is your older at a fun age? She is. She's having conversations. Oh, sure. Yeah. She, does she have She's interesting dancing. She, she has very interesting opinions uh-huh. about everything. Good. Um, but mostly about YouTube videos, about happy birthday song. And monk. Her birthday just passed or is... I don't know. Oh, my God. How did... It was recent, I'm sure. It was November-ish. That sounds about right. How are you a human being, father? I mean, it's not this month, so I don't have to think about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, but there's a tree in our house that she decorated. Oh, That's yeah. That's very nice. It's very sweet. Yes. Um, cool. Oh, yeah. We put up our Christmas tree. My dog has not attacked it yet, so hey, I'm pretty hey. happy about that. That All was right. a big concern. <laughs> we watched Elf, and we were worried, and she slept the whole time. Nice. So. Where do we find you? Uh, uh, you can follow me at Twitter, B- Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. Um, I'm at Hemant Meta. Yeah, my uh, Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitched Done. Um, I am up to my ass in orders for the holidays. Yay. If you, if you uh, I'm taking orders for Christmas until the 10th, which is probably close to when this comes out. Um, Sunday. Sunday, this coming yeah. Sunday, so it'll give me some time. I'm, I Order think I'm now. Current, yeah, I'm currently at 22 open orders, and I hand make everything. Oh, man. So I'm busy, and I spent yesterday reading a dumb romance novel, <laughs> so I made questionable decisions <laughs> all around. You can email us. Oh, wait, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, at Hammond Meta, and you could go to friendly uh, patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast yep, um, to support what we're doing. <laughs> And uh, friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us. Let us know what's up with you. How are your holidays going? I miss you. I haven't heard from you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all we have. We'll see you next week. Yeah. We'll be around. Uh, oh, man, our end of the year special is coming up. We have to schedule that soon. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get drunk on mic again. It's going to be great. Done. Cool. See you all later. Bye.